CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. You guys, welcome to another episode of Just the Sip. Justin Sylvester here, and I am so excited about my next guest. If you guys have a TV and don't live in the Stone Age, you've seen this man on The Bachelorette. You've seen him on Bachelor in Paradise. And if you're smart, you're going to go pick up his new book because he is going to be the next Dr. Feel Good. Please welcome Mike. I'm 6'5 and hot Johnson. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I like that. I might be Dr. Feel Good. Right <laughs> now. Let me just give you guys a little bit of a warning. If there's something that you don't understand in this program today, there will be a Black Man Says Dictionary at the end of this, and we will break down exactly <laughs> what we're talking about, because it's true. When two Black dudes get together, sometimes you don't know what's happening. That's true. That's true. <laughs> they think we're fighting, but we're not fighting. You know what I mean? Like, people don't get it. You know, the funniest thing is, like, when I travel the world, I've had friends say, every time you see a Black guy, you always go like this. What's up? Like you mm-hmm. just—it's like it's a—it's a thing. It's just a thing. So, no matter if I never met you, you just do it. <laughs> was there another brother on your um, Hannah Brown season? Yes, Dustin, uh, Devin, and Jonathan. Was it surprising to you that there were four of you on one season? Because to be honest, before that, I mean, there was one, and that was it. So <laughs> I was surprised. I'm not gonna lie, I was surprised about it. In a happy way. I was really happy and elated for it. And then it was like, yo, we got to represent. You got to represent. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't we can't be getting embarrassed out here. Like, we cannot get in a physical altercation because we know what the headline is going to read. Uh, so we, we were happy about it. But I have to be honest, it's a lot of pressure sometimes. You know, for me, I have to watch myself and I can't be as vocal about certain things, a lot about certain things, and I can't emote the way I would normally emote because people would say, oh my God, look at the angry black guy. It shouldn't be in the back of our mind at all. It's like, I'm angry because this is a dumbass situation. Like, right? <laughs> you know, that's it. <laughs> I'm just lucky that you and Chad Johnson weren't on the same season. Oh, that would have been bad. Because that would have been, been terrible. Then my mom would have like, Mike, really? Oh, God. Because then I probably, he would have evoked emotions out of me. That wouldn't have been good. Um, I'm really mad that you didn't get that f***ing Bachelor spinoff or was not. Like, I'm mad that they gave it to Peter Weber. I did enjoy the Peter Weber of it all. But I was ready <laughs> for you to take over. How close was it really? I was told the night before they still were unsure. That's what I was told. I don't know the validity of that, but that's what I was told. 
I think if Peter hadn't acted out at that Bachelor Tells All bullshit, like the final the final rose situation, if he didn't cry, we didn't know Barb was if Barb wasn't crazy, Peter would not have been the bachelor. Let's be real. I will say, Mom, I love you, but Barb is probably better TV than my mom. So <laughs> she's amazing. She's awesome TV. You gotta love her. Did you ever think that you would be on a show like this? Because you're a good looking guy. You know, <laughs> you know, you're a smart dude. Like you could have found ample women. No, I never thought I would be on a TV show. Uh, never was something I was thinking about. Never watched The Bachelorette. Um, nothing, no disrespect to him. And I had met ladies, but I lived in San Antonio. And at the time, I was thinking, I'm not going to find my person here. Yeah. You know, I, I tried all the dating apps. I did all that stuff. And no, nah, it just wasn't going to happen. <laughs> you, were crushing t- you were crushing Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Mike. Been on come Tinder on, Mike. Twice. I've been on Tinder once or twice. I ain't gonna lie about it. Mike, you were taking Tinder down. Come on, Mike. <laughs> no, <laughs> I've been on there once or twice. I'll say it like that. <laughs> Just so you know, with the nod, we also can't lie to black people, can't lie to black people. Like, black <laughs> dudes can't lie to black dudes. It's like a like, barbershop etiquette. Okay, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> and you gotta I'm- tell the truth. Um, how did you end up getting involved with the show? No lie. I told my homeboy, I was financial advisor. I was at work and I told my homeboy, uh, I just got mad. I threw my phone and I was like, I ain't gonna never, I'm never gonna find my lady. I'm never gonna find love. Like I'm ready to be in a relationship, all this stuff. And he was like, kind of said what you said. He was like, bro, what good looking dude that can get girls ever says they want to be in a relationship. And I was like, I'm ready. Like, you know, I'm, I'm getting older. I'm trying to have kids one day, you know, and, and boss up. And I want, I can't wait for the day that I have a son or a daughter and like, they're dating somebody and they're like, damn, your dad look good. I cannot wait for that day. Oh. <laughs> so my homeboy just said, uh, after him dying laughing at me, cause I said I wanted to be in a relationship. Um, a few months later, he just sent me a Facebook casting call. And I was like, I'm off work. Nothing else to do. Let's do it. And you got it. Yeah, I, I, I got lucky. <laughs> what did you really think about Hannah Brown whenever you saw her for the first time? I thought she was a cutie. But then I was thinking, I knew she was from Alabama, and I was, I mean, I knew she's Caucasian. I was scared that I wouldn't get a fair shot at her because she was from Alabama. And I thought, I assumed, you know, we all, we make an ass out of ourselves when we assume. I assumed that she might not like black guys. And I was like, well, this is going to suck if that's the case. But she definitely liked us all. But the thing is, I agree with you, but this is the jam, because I'm from Louisiana. I'm from South Louisiana, and there have been many a times where I have dated people and they outwardly and comfortably say, hey, you know, I'm into you, but my family would have a real big issue with you. So sometimes it's not even the person. It's the thought that the community and the family around them would have an issue with it. But see, I'm okay with that. I would respect that person. Like If I were to date anybody, right, and they're like, yo, I'm cool with you, but just to let you know, my mama might be tripping. My daddy might be tripping. My brothers, sisters, or whatever. I'm cool with that because at the end of the day, I gotta sleep with sleep with you in the bed, not them. You know? Yeah. It, it could be us against the world as long as you cool with me and got my back, so I don't have to go off with your mama. Then we good. Have you ever been in a situation where you dated a girl and the parents were obviously not feeling you because of the fact that you were black? No, I've only da- I've never dated outside my race. Uh, I mean, on TV and stuff, but like. Without the world knowing, no, nah, I've never dated outside my race. So I've never had it. 
I don't know what that's like. A lot of times, black women get upset when black men date white women. Bro, can we please talk about that? You're the first to ever bring this up in a public forum, and I'm so happy that it's with you that I can talk about it. Go right on. My mama will tell you, I love my black women. My sister will tell you I do, because that's who I date, right? But mm-hmm. so many black women come for me. In my DM. One just said I got a small, I can't, I don't know if I can say it on TV. Say it, small dick. Yeah, one just said I got a small dick because I don't shy against white girls. I'm like, it's 20, I can date whoever the hell I want to date. Like, if I'm attracted to this person, I'm attracted to this person. I'm attracted to a black girl, cool. I'm attracted to a white girl, cool. Like, don't come for me. I'm not that black dude that says I don't date black women. I'm a black dude who says I love my black women. I also love women. So, therefore, if I find somebody I'm attracted to, don't come at me because then I'm going to get an attitude. 100 percent and i it's funny because a lot of times we leave that out and i don't want to leave it out of the narrative because i want both sides to be shown that it's not easy for us to date outside of our race because our own race sometimes has issue with issues with it and the other race as well on the show all my beautiful amazing uh white contestants they don't have to deal with their own race saying just negative crap like if hannah was black woman no black woman would be tripping about me saying, oh, no. like, it would just be, I bet. But because I was trying to date Hannah Brown, who was white, like we should look past the color of her skin. As long as she ain't saying no craziness, right? Because in a bad right? case, I understand. But if she is understanding our plight, then I should be able to talk to whoever I want to talk to. By the way, just let me let you know something. You are probably lucky that you didn't get that bachelor title because if and when you would have gave Kristen or Blair or Elizabeth a rose, bitch, <laughs> your ass would have been grass. Okay. Oh, yeah. Me, me and the homies definitely talked about that. This is so cool. I'm getting to talk about like this because no one knows the struggle that I have to deal with. Like, so many black women come from me and I'm like, baby, I love you too. Like, I think you're kind of fun. What's up? You know, and what? they just don't think that. I don't like them, which is absurd. It's almost like you get labeled as yeah. this like person who like betrayed the culture. And yeah. it's so funny. It's like, you know, when I first came out as gay, it's like nobody wanted me to touch your black men. They were like, uh-uh, get the fuck out of here. But now that I'm out and I'm, you know, proud and I'm on TV, it's like, why don't you date any black guys? And I'm like, I actually did. You guys just weren't paying attention to it. Back you didn't, in the you didn't want me. <laughs> you, you didn't, didn't want me. me. Yeah, you didn't, y'all didn't want my ass. But now I'm dating Colonel Sanders right here, and y'all got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's crazy because I still feel like as progressive as my family is, they don't care that I'm gay. They really actually don't. They would never give me shit about being gay. But if I brought home like somebody who wasn't black, yeah. it's like a whole thing. And they yes. make fun of it and they make him feel uncomfortable, but like in a funny way, but they're not joking, but they're joking, you know? Yeah, no, that they have their seriousness rooted into those jokes, right? The black friends that I have, they're like, Mike, you're on a, a pedestal now. People are looking at you. If you date a white girl, like it's, it's they're putting undue pressure on me. Like, I'm just trying to see what's good out here. Yeah. trying to find love like that's it L- legit if she was green i probably would like her even more because my like, yo i never had a green girl what's up like <laughs> 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 my cousin came for me one time oh it was good it was good i've been taking it for a minute she was like you know knocking me for a minute i dated this guy in college and she was like i can't believe you are dating oh i man and she went off of me like went off of me 
And I was like, I'm sorry. Your man ain't got a job. He is loping. Like, he ain't doing <laughs> in his job. I'm like, this mother barely knows. Like, what, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. Like, yeah. are you nuts? Like, but it's yeah. it's just so interesting because, like, I feel like in 2020, we should be able to see and be and do and really love who we want to be with. I think that as a, if a black person were to date outside their race, they specifically a Caucasian uh, individual, as long as that Caucasian individual understands what we are going through yes. and are fighting with us, then what the f is the problem? One hundred percent. Like it's just baffling to me. My, it's just baffling. It, it shouldn't be this way, but sadly it is in our community. Um, I don't know if it's like that in the white community. I'm sure it is, but not on the same grand scale. Like, I, on my comments, that's the only thing that people go in for me for. You only date white girls, Mike. I'm like, yo, that's not true. You don't know nobody <laughs> I've dated prior to going on TV. Like, it's not true. You know, it's so interesting because I have a friend who is, and I feel, I often feel like it's almost worse for, like, a white dude to, like, walk into, like, like, it must it like it, it just must be hard for like a white dude to walk into a cookout with a black woman. Like I have a friend who dates a black girl. He's kind of John B-ish. Like he's super swaggy. He's chill, but he's young. And, you know, he's dating his first black girl. And I'm like, yo, be ready. Be prepared. Like they're going to test you. Just have some thick skin. Roll with the punches. That's, that's what we say. We got to prepare them before they come through. <laughs> like, yo, like, oh, no, no. Like. Just be ready because, like, those uncles are about to, like, take you to task. At, you know, yes. like, learn how to play dominoes. Be prepared. Yes. And whatever you do, whatever you motherfucking do, do not not take a dish. Like, if the you aunt tells you she made that macaroni, you, are, you better I eat don't that care. food. Like, you better, if you, you, better you better take pull, a bite. unbutton that first button and just make it happen. Go to work. They're, on they're all watching, bitch. Like, yes. do not. Oh, I had one time somebody was like, "Yeah, I'm vegan." I'm like, "Not today. Not today. You're not vegan today. You might you can throw that food up later, but not today." You know, when you're on the show, and as you make it further along, like you're like the last eight or so, they tell you, you know, you get to call your parents or whatever, and they say your son's doing good. You might go to they might go to hometowns or whatever. And I was like, okay, if Hannah. You know, wants to go to hometowns. We're gonna to have a cookout. I legit wanted to have a cookout. I wanted Hannah to play spades. Like I wanted her to embrace not only Hannah, but I wanted America to see a completely different view. One hundred percent. A completely different, beautiful, mind you, lifestyle. Right. I wanted to have a cookout. I wanted to have you know computer love playing. Yeah. Like a fish fry, and I just wanted Hannah to experience that, and it would have been amazing. <laughs> It would have been fun to see America. Like my favorite days with with my people is Sundays, like Sunday lunches, all day yes. lunches after church. Yes. Yeah, like, I was saying after church. That's how you after do it. Church. That's how you do it. It was always a Sunday. A cookout's always on a Saturday yes. or a Sunday. But if it's family, it's Sunday. Yeah. And you know to to see this like I don't know, just seeing that family unit and seeing that camaraderie and like. Nobody worrying about the issues that are going on in the world because it's just, it's just love. It's just a vibe. We ain't talking about at the cookout, okay? Yeah. No, here is we ain't talking about, but we talking That's yeah. <laughs> all day, and That's you're really gonna that. hear at least once an hour. Now, why you gotta bring that up? Yes. <laughs> now, why? Now, why you had to go ahead and bring that up? You know what I mean? Yes. Oh man, I wish we were doing this in, in person. We would just be going off.
<laughs> now I have a bone to pick with you. Uh oh, let's get it. I'm now ready that, for now it. Now that we're friends and we're cool and we're Gucci. <laughs> I'm ready for it. So when I opened my laptop today and Mike came on my screen, he just recently moved to Austin and he made a comment about how, ooh, his ooh, my floors are dusty. When you move in, these people, like, oh, oh they don't even give you like clean floors. This is what I have my problem with straight men. Because you probably the dude who opens a pack of sheets and puts them directly on his bed, aren't you? I mean, why you gotta call me out like that? Because <laughs> you nasty motherfucker. Y'all y'all straight men are nasty. <laughs> I'm washing sheets right now though. So I will say when I move, I immediately have to wash everything. It's just because it's been in boxes, I gotta, I gotta wash it. Do I get a pass for that one? Yes, your mama, your mama taught you right. I get, I get like, like, you are nasty getting seven towels and putting them right on your shelf. Like, you don't know who's been passing on those towels. You're right. I can't deny it. You're right. And then the, the nastiest thing, I'm not going to lie, a loofah, right? Yes. You literally buy a loofah. It has no covering around it. Yes. Like, how do you, but seriously, like, what do you do with a loofah? Like, you just put it right on your body. You can't clean a loofah. You can clean a loofah. You can throw some rubbing alcohol on it. You need to get Will that be good? Will that be good for the skin? Yeah, no, but you rinse it. You let it dry out. You rinse it. Okay. <laughs> you need a gay friend. Oh my God. I do. Well, we're friends now. Let's go. We're friends, we're friends now. I do. I, do. I, I, I can tell you the whole story. It was so crazy. That story is so cool. Tell me. Tell me. You want to know? So me and my homeboy, uh, he's gay. We went to Belize, right? And we uh go over there to Belize having a great time or whatever. Um, just having fun. And then he starts crying, right? We're at, the, we're at the club. He starts crying. I'm like, bro, yeah. what are you crying for? This is like, I'm taking it somewhere deep, right? But he was like, he's a pastor. He's a youth pastor. But he feels conflicted because he's gay, but he's a pastor. And I was like, wow, we had like a whole bonding moment. Wow. Like we had a whole, like, we're drunk as f in Belize, like three, four in the morning. And I was like, bro, I don't care what nobody says. I don't care what any doctrine says. You're a wonderfully made human being. You continue to show love to people and shower people with love. So therefore, don't be indoctrinated. Don't feel sad about what yeah. you've been talking about, what something is. So, I mean, that was like the quick snippet version, but it was just amazing. I grew up Catholic. So I went to Catholic school all my life. I went to church. You know, I'm confirmed, you know, all of these things. And a lot of times I truly believed in my heart that I was made like this for a certain reason. Like, I've never in my life dispelled that or thought anything differently. I always accepted who I was. The thing that I couldn't accept when I was coming out was that my mother, who lived in a small community and also was a part of the church, would get the blame and feel the shame of having a child that was gay. Because, you know, a lot of times we aren't that accepting as a people which is why we still have issues with trans lives not mattering in this fight. Um, I tweeted about that because I know that at the time of the tweet, 22 trans uh, people were murdered just simply yeah. because of trans, which is absurd. It's crazy. Um, yeah. It's literally unbelievable. So like, I love that about you. Um, also, let me ask you one more question because I know you're straight. <laughs> yeah. What color is your smash blanket? Because I had a debate. I was having a debate. I was having a debate. Let me, let me tell you my debate. Let me tell you the debate. Let me hear the debate. Let me hear 
so I was talking to this dude, he's straight, and I was like, oh yeah, you know, I got a new smash blanket. He goes, oh, what's a smash blanket? And I was like, what? And he was like, what's a smash blanket? I'm like, yo, what are you talking about? It's a blanket you put down before, you know, he's like, oh, that must be a gay thing. I'm like, no, 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 that, no, no, that's not a gay thing. Everybody has a smash blanket. Mike, (laughs) do you have a smash blanket? I would say I have sheets and my sheets are white. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I will say this. I'll give you this. I'll give you this tea, though. I'm 6'4", right? 6'5 on a good day. So when I purchase a bed, the bed has to be like a certain height. And if no one knows what I'm talking about, use your imagination. Okay, Vanessa, fire up the jet. We're going to motherfucking Austin right now. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking hate you right now. I really hate you right now. And by the way, I knew you were freaky deaky. I knew you were freaky deaky because even even this like the the title of your book, making the love that you want, which I was like, oh, is he talking about dripping and getting crazy? But. When I'm reading into it, it's kind of sort of a how-to guide to not only find the love that you deserve, but to get ready for the love that you deserve. Yes, absolutely. And you're right. I like that title because it's it speaks directly to my book, but then also it's cheeky. And it's, yeah. a bit, it has a sexual innuendo. So uh, even though the book isn't sexual whatsoever, I do like it for that reason. Welcome to Just a Sip. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, just... You got to throw it in there. Like, <laughs> What made you want to write this book? I mean, everything we've talked about so far, right? We've talked about racism. We've talked about within our own race. We've talked about uh, sexuality uh, and being something that isn't perceived as what should be norm. I made sure I said it that way because everything could be normal, right? And people tend to harp on and stick to things that are negative against us. Uh, for my book, I've done quite a few interviews and I get extremely annoyed with the negative ones. The positive ones, I don't say anything good or bad, but the negative ones, I'm, I want to single it out, right? And so, and it hurts me, you know? And I just want people to know that within my book, no matter what you're going through in life, no matter what has taken place against you in life, no matter how high up you are or how down low you are, there's always going to be ways that you can stand up in your power. You said you, were, you knew that you were born uh, for a reason, uh, yeah. about your sexuality. I think that is so amazing, right? I think that is what, I'm. Mean, that's what I want to feed people, that confidence that you and I both exude. Everyone should have that confidence, right? 100%. And like, it, it, would be, it would be hella fun if everyone had that confidence. But it's hard though. It's hard to have that confidence because I have that confidence in myself. Like, I understand that I have a purpose. You know, I understand, you know, all of these things are happening, but this social media game and this whole kind of sort of life that we're living right now, we all are searching for external validation. Yes. And it's becoming more and more transparent to me that, yeah, I am confident. And I, I do have like, you know, this show and this swag and all of these things, but I'm still looking for that external validation. I'm still looking for those likes. I'm still looking for people to be jealous of my relationship. I'm still trying to date the guy that everybody thinks that I should be with. And that's stupid, but I'm still doing it. Subconscious. It's what's in it. I watched uh, The Social Dilemma on Netflix, and one of the guys that was a programmer for one of these uh, social media apps, he was saying he himself who created the code, like he was falling into the code's prey. 
and he created the code for it. And it's it's literally within us. And so my book is just strictly for people to know that you can stand up in your power. You have the ability literally to love yourself fiercely more than Sasha Fierce does. Right. And I know that I do. And I want to give people the tools of that. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. I also find that, and this is f***ed up on my end, and I'm just going to be honest. Like, I'm sitting here, and I'm going to be honest with you. After you told me about being 6'5 and looking for a bed high enough for you know what, I, need to, I feel like I need to be honest. I feel like the first thing I'm looking for in a dude is the physical attraction. And then I'm looking for other things, other things, other things. And then all of a sudden, why are my priorities, you know, like that when I'm not even looking at who this person truly really is. And do I even care at this point? Like I'm 33 years old. I should be looking for a deeper connection. Meanwhile, I'm looking for that looks good on Insta. It's strange. Yeah, no, I get that. I, uh, I'm 33 in December. So hopefully 33 is a great year for us both. For me, I definitely look for the physical connection first also, but I can honestly say my, if I don't vibe with you, you, I ain't going to let you waste my time. My energy is like the utmost importance and I don't give a damn what you got going. If you messing with my energy, bye. It's that simple to me. Even with the smash blanket, like not even for the smash blanket. No, if it's a one time thing, no, I don't care. But let me ask you this question and it might just be me. Cause I'm a little bit of a lesbian. Can you separate, <laughs> like, can you separate like, okay, Look, I met this girl on Instagram. She's popping. She was on two seasons of Love and Hip Hop, the booty big. I'm gonna like, <laughs> I'm gonna have some fun with it. And then I'm gonna ride out. Or do you get conflicted? And does do the lines, you know, get crossed a little bit? When I like a girl, this is crazy. This is like some super, I, I'm liking this combo. When I like a girl, and like, I'm, I'm so beyond her looks, but I like her personality, I like her heart. I feel like she can be my lady. Mm hmm the dick just won't work. Yeah. Birth. Like, it just, I'm, it's like, it, I, I was told by a urologist that it's my defense mechanism. And it's weird. It's not weird at all. It happens to a lot of people where yeah. you don't want to f*** it up. So yeah. your mind tells you, th your thing-a-lang, don't, yes. don't get up because you'll yes. ruin it. Yeah, exactly. This is the craziest thing. See, this is dope. You're going to get like the most hits on this because no one talks about this stuff. Like, this is a real yeah. life right here. No, it's true. And by the way, it's also a mind because it when it first happens to you, you think to yourself, oh my God, something must be wrong with me. I'm impotent. Like I can't blah, blah, blah. And then you keep on putting it off and you keep on putting off the research. And then all of a sudden you get in your mind. So like you're now like going in circles and every time you get nervous, it's going to happen again. But the minute you meet a, a Smashbox, you're like, oh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's nothing here. Like, there's no emotional connection here. I can just, like, you know, hit this and run. It's weird. It's, it's it yeah, it is what it is. It's it's because, like, we still have a sexual urge, but then we're creatures that are, our brain literally protects us, right? And so we don't want to get hurt. And so, therefore, when we have someone that we're so into, 
It does its own thing. We can't control it. Sometimes you dudes aren't very honest with women about what you really want. So let's talk about that. I'm, I'm no, like, no, let's talk about that because yeah, let's talk I, got about it. Viewer, I got some viewer questions. Some yeah, of these ladies out here in Texas say that you're not being honest. Ain't nobody said that. So, ain't nobody said that. I'm, I'm so honest that someone has told me, well, just lie to me, please. I'm like, really? The fantasy. If we're talking about just doing that, let's just be transparent, honest, adult consenting people and don't get mad or neither party get mad when my honesty comes to fruition, right? Like Drake says, I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. But I will say, not like Drake, is that I am looking for the love that I want. And I, the reason I want one person, there's multiple reasons, right? Well, the reason I'll say is because... You want to clean your health? I don't got to deal... Well, yeah, the health is a big thing. But I don't got to deal with just BS. Like, it's like, I just want to deal with my one lady, deal with her BS, and keep it pushing. But I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I can read people. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're one of those dudes who the minute you're into somebody and they're not into you, you go for them. And then the minute they switch, you're like, okay, hey, this is not exactly what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> uh, let me see. Tell the truth, Mike. No, I'm all, I've been you're, telling you the whole truth. Nothing but you're the attracted truth. to people who are unattainable. And then the minute they become available... You skedaddle. I will and say. I'm gonna tell I, you why. Tell, tell me why. Tell me why. But no, admit it first, and then I'm gonna tell you why. Okay, admit it first. You said admit it first, and then I'll tell you why. I do like women that are hard to get. I ain't gonna lie. I do like women that are hard to get. But no, I'm a getter. Like my whole thing is, if I want her, I'm a getter. It's that. That's just how I think. If I want her, I'm a getter. But let me tell you why you go after women who are unattainable. Why? Why? Because I did the work. I do. I used to do the same thing. I did the work. Where are you from? I'm from Dallas. Okay. Are your parents still together? No, they. My parents were. I was a love child. Okay. You said. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Ooh, bitch! I'm about to save you so much money in motherfucking <laughs> therapy right now. Go ahead. Let's Everybody go. Everybody, listen to this. When you're in your twenties, you have this vision of what your life is gonna be. Like when you're early, 18, 19, you have a vision of what your life's going to be. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to meet somebody. We're going to marry. We're going to have kids. And what happens is your friends and the people around you meet that expectation and they check all those boxes off very early in their lives. And then at 26, 27, you start to go full court press trying to figure it out, trying to make it happen, trying to live up to this unrealistic expectation. Then when you hit 30, Half of your mind is still stuck on this fairy tale of being married and having kids and having a dual whatever and your girl not working and like, you know, y'all got two fly ass cars and you took her out of her Ultima and the other half of your brain. Yeah, yeah. And the other half of your brain in your early 30s is saying, no, mother we just like you ain't got no kids like run wild look at all this other life that's happening in places like los angeles and new york like the people who are 27 who had kids at 25 or people who are 30 who had kids at 25 they want to be where you're at like without shackles like you can do it so your brain is doing this weird thing where it's a defense mechanism where you go after people who are unattainable because you truly honestly 
wholeheartedly don't actually want to be with somebody right now? What you're saying is a true depiction of one per, a person, not me. And the not reason you. I can prove that, the reason I can prove that is because at 35 years old, I'm going to be financially free and retire, right? So, oh, and so I've thought about what you said, because what you're saying is true for a lot of people. And I said, well, that. I want to merge both. I want to be young, have no children as of right now, and be rich as and do what I want to do. And but I want to do it with another person. The reason I want to do it with another person, because I've I've been to 30 plus countries. You know, when you a main when you get to so many rewards in your life and travel the world, yes. you know how boring it is when I can't call somebody I actually care about. You want more. Yeah. You, you really want more. I I so I what you're saying, I drive a Ford. A, a 2014 Ford Focus, by the way. So I'm. That's True. proof to how different I. I really want one person because I have been in my younger 20s. Oh God, I was bad. I didn't want. I didn't want nobody. Mm -mm. You were running. You were running these streets. You were out in these streets. Uh, yeah, I was bad. I live in Europe. I was bad. <laughs> first of all, hold on. <laughs> first of all, hold on. If y'all haven't <laughs> seen the photo of Mike John, y'all had. If y'all don't know who Mike Johnson is. Google him right now. This mother is 6'5". He black and he running around Europe. Black people do well in Europe. That's, you're not lying at all. If you black <laughs> in Europe, you are like the premium standard. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I, I represent in America, but I would say that because of myself in my younger 20s, now that I'm 32, I know, yeah, I want the real thing. You ready? I knew it. Actually, at 25, when I was coming back from a deployment, I was talking to God, and at 25, I told God, I said, I want the hard road up, which to me meant having one woman, um, you know, being the absolute best I can and dealing with the struggles that come with having one person. So from 25, yeah. I've been this way. But pre-25, pre oh, I was bad. Just out in these streets. I was, yeah, I was bad, yeah. By the way, my grandmother used to say, ooh, she fast. That that was like old black lady slang. Like, ooh, that girl is fast. Knowing well, back in her day, they didn't oh, have, they didn't have you Instagram back in grandma's day. Usain Bolt. My grandmother was Usain motherfucking Bolt. She was the <laughs> fastest. Okay. <laughs> that's the that's the thing grandmas don't tell us. It's like, Grandma, come on now. If they made them shorts the way they make them shorts now, you would have been rocking them shorts. But let me let you know something. So all you got to do, you have to get to a certain age. At the, I'm going to go back to these cookouts, okay? Go back to the cookout. You got to get to a certain age and you have to leave for some reason. I don't know what the mentality is when you leave and you come back and like you're visiting and you're at a cookout, but there's always that one aunt who's a little messy. You're like, oh, let's have it. Let's have a few drinks. Yeah, I'm an adult now. Yeah. She will let you know everything that your trifling ass other aunts did back oh, in their lives. Oh, yes. Hell, my aunts, I love them all. They still doing it. What you mean? They still on it. Oh, <laughs> then they, the then they 50s, they got their wig. Mike, I got a new wig today. These boys ain't ready. I'm like, do you think? <laughs> I just, I don't know. I miss, like, if you talk about back in the day, I miss how creative you probably had to be to, like, go on a booty call. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jamie Foxx coined the term booty call in, what, 1992 with the movie? It was crazy back then. I think about soldiers because i was in the military i think about soldiers writing home to their loved ones and their and their lady like yeah. how many letters was they really write to all they to all they ladies like, oh all, but they, they had time 
They yeah. had time. You know they now, were just now you there. now you FaceTime, right? So now you FaceTime. <laughs> it's just crazy to think about technology Which is sad. and how crazy people probably were who are grandparents now who they know they they know they was crazy, but they mm-hmm. we can't prove it because they didn't have no technology back then. We can't prove it. And Everybody by the way, you, your grandma, your grandpa, they did the same thing. They did the same thing. It was just <laughs> on a different level. Exactly. <laughs> That's why so all the grandmas. Back, celebrities back in the day. Oh, my God. All this stuff. There wasn't no TMZ back then. All the stuff they got away with. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I want to talk to you about something that's a little bit more serious. Let's do it. Um, because I think we never talk about these things from a man's point of view. And you might not have much experience with it or it might not cross your mind very much. But um, I remember a lot of the girls connected with you on Hannah Brown's season because you talked about um, suffering a miscarriage with your Mm -hmm. ex-girlfriend. And I know a lot of women who suffer from miscarriages, sometimes that miscarriage never leaves them. You know, we've been talking about Chrissy Teigen and John Legend losing that son, Jack. Um, How old were you when that went down and does it still haunt you today? Uh, I was 27 uh, when it it happened. So I'll be 33 soon. So about six years ago, almost. And what haunts me more is the way that I acted afterwards, right? And what I mean by that is the way I process uh, sadness is different than most people. Uh, like mm-hmm. I've, I've held dead family members, right? And so for me, I, I can withhold a lot. I can hold a lot. And so I, the way I handled it after wasn't as good as it should have been. I know way more now. And I was sympathetic. So for people that are like, oh, Mike was an asshole, that wasn't the case. I wasn't an asshole. But at the time, this is, a, this is a life, right? This is a, yeah. a life that uh, me and my ex lost. And my I'm not going to say that because that's her business, but I just could have handled it better in the sense of... You grew. Not, yeah, I grew. I've grown since then. I didn't, I didn't cry. Uh, it was sad for me. I was incredibly sad because, I mean, everyone that knows me knows that I want to build a treehouse for my future kids. Yeah. And I was happy. And when it happened... My personality, all I care about is my person, right? And I didn't think about how it makes me feel. I just wouldn't think about her and consult her. That's all. Yeah. When did you finally process it? I would say for uh, men and women both that are dealing, you know, that are in a relationship that are dealing with uh, miscarriage or themselves, their partner needs to simply be a sounding board, be be a listener. Use two ears. Don't necessarily talk all the time. You know, sometimes, yeah. sometimes the best therapy is just to shut up and listen. Yeah. yeah. And so I would say I learned that. Me, I was always like, baby, are you okay? You know, I, that get annoying sometimes. Sometimes you just yeah. want somebody to just listen, you know, and just allow them to be. And I didn't do that at the time, but now I know, I know better. How did I agree with it? That was your question that you asked or how, when did I, you know. Like, do you still that? like, is it, but like, is it still, I, I feel like part of you is trying to finish this puzzle, and maybe part of that is almost having that in your hands, almost having the wife, the kid, the oh, tree yeah, house, and all those things, you know? It's, uh, to me, the ultimate form of success is, well, obviously, is to wake up enjoying what you do every day. And <clears throat> for me to have uh, my lady, my kids, that's, 
that is my puzzle finisher. I ain't gonna lie about it. You know, that is that's pretty awesome to me. I mean, I've lived a freaking phenomenal life. Now I want to do it with someone else. Yeah. I remember being in Portugal drunk as a skunk. Like Taking all, everything down. A, a lot of Brazilian Portuguese ladies that I, you know, are amazing people. And I remember uh <laughs> you see how nice I said that, right? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> and I, I remember calling my cousin. He's my favorite cousin. And I was like, bro, I will pay your flight. I just will not pay for you a passport. Cause I mean, at some, you got to do something yourself. And I've always been, I've always realized that experiencing something else with people that you love and care about yeah. is more than just the experience itself for me, at least. Now, with that being said, when I turned 30, I went to Dubai by myself and had an amazing time. Yes. Cause like, I don't give a damn if you, if you ain't about that life, but I am, I'm a ghost still because I'm gonna live for myself, but it would have been even more grand to experience that and have that experience with like my lady. For sure. Well, you yeah. wouldn't have, you wouldn't have been in Portugal doing the same experiences if you had your lady <laughs> or I, shit, I maybe you, you would. No comment. Pre 20, <laughs> pre 25. I was different. <laughs> Let me ask you this question because look, obviously you've done the work. You've dug, you've wrote about it. You see all these celebrities in unconventional relationships. Yeah. You know, there's the throuple relationship. There's, hey, when we go away and we travel, we can like, you know, kick it with somebody who we feel like, you know, whatever. Do you ever see yourself having something that's not the traditional situation because you seem like a traditional dude? Um, I seem like a traditional guy. I don't think I'm traditional at all. But to that question, it's up in the air. I mean, if I get with a lady and she's not with it, then then we're not going to do it. But if I get with a lady and she's like, let's try something, I'm like, yeah. okay. I don't give a damn what someone would say. Oh, Mike is doing this. I'm like, me and my old lady happy, so we happy. You know, we good. Wife. Yeah, that's all that matters. I would walk you into the question like, yeah, should we do that with them? And if you said, yeah, and you said it too quick, I'd be like, wait, you've been thinking about this? Oh, oh, you've been thinking about his ass? Is that what's been going on? Well, Mike, how long have you been thinking about this? Oh, you ain't never lied. <laughs> oh. See, me, I'll be like, I'll be like, I mean, damn, you asked the question. Like, what would you want me to say? And I'd be like, well, damn, you didn't have to say yes so fast. And I'd be on the phone all night, be like, girl, this motherfucker got me, he got me all the way twisted. You you just helped me out. Thank you for that. Thank you. Because it's going to come across, it's going to come a time where I'm going to be asked that question for my lady. I'm like, no, you got to be like, you want to? You know, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, halfway through the question, you unpacking the smash blanket already. <laughs> I just want my lady happy. That's it. That's it. So I will say that there are things that I want too, and I'm damn sure gonna get what I want as well. My aunt said, and this is coming from a woman. She told me this. She said, "If you don't do it, Mike, somebody else will." That is true. So I, I'll say that. I'll say that. I have heard that a lot, but this is the other problem. Hmm? People are afraid to tell their partners the things that they need and that they want. And I say need very, I say need very tightly because some people need certain things in and out of the bedroom. And I think we get embarrassed and we get sex shamed into not saying it. You know, I'm gonna tell you something that I haven't said on any other, any public forum. Um, there are things that I want as well, 
and there's nothing wrong with the things that I want. So for my lady, the way that I do, I, I have my relationship is, it's open communication. I'm going to give her the mindset and I'm going to give her the feeling that she can say anything to me. If she says she want some freaky I'm going to like it, probably. That's just me, though. And I got to What's the rule? I'm going to try one. I, I'm going to try it at least twice, if it doesn't I'm hurt. Try, I'm going to try it at least twice. I'm going to try drunk, and then I'm going to try it sober. And, you know if, and if I can't figure out how to make it work for you, I don't think it's for me. That's, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. See, me, if there's something that I want to do, my lady's like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. In the back of my head, I'm like, I ain't forget. I'm not forgetting. I'm a, I'm a work it. I'm a work it. But that's the thing. I feel like people are afraid to like talk about it with people. And as a gay man, I will say, and I'm sorry for anybody in the audience, if you have, if you, if you're a prude and you don't want to hear this part of the conversation, please turn it off. I will let you skip or just go two minutes ahead. Just go. Two I minutes get a ahead. lot of my, I get a lot of my prudy girlfriends who I told back in the day, you know, like. Like, you can't just be boring all the time. Like, you need to, like, you need to experience. Like, if, if you're going to be married for 10 years by the time you're 35, like, you got to open up. You got to open some up. Okay? You do. And I don't mean, I don't mean open up your relationship or open up your marriage. You just got to be willing to do some of the nasty things that you turn your nose up at 24 mm-hmm. now that you're 36. So mm-hmm. I have a lot of my little prudy girlfriends being like, hey, girl, my man wants to try to, like, you know, do it from the bed. How do we? I'm like, all right, I'm saying the manual. I want to say for all the ladies that hit you up that, that want to do that, don't let your man just like go full throttle. Like there is like you are the lady. And so therefore, if, if you are open to that and if you want to, if you, you need to tell your man, if you want to do this more than once, then therefore he needs to listen to you, ladies. And under, he needs to understand this ain't a porn. You You control your body. Don't give a damn what he wants to do. And so therefore, if, if you send them the manual, they need to take instruction from the manual. It's funny. You can always tell. And this is more about intimacy than anything else. You can always tell the dude or girl who has never made love before. You know what I mean? Like, Facts. I'm like, oh, you never made love with, with someone before because you're coming with this pornographic image of what you think sex should be. Facts. That's... So true, and the reason it's true is because the word, the word, one word you said, that word intimacy, right? And mm-hmm. so, if people are in a relationship, I don't care what type of relationship you have. If there's some that you want, you need to have, you need to be intimate with your partner and be able to explain those things that you want, right? And if there's yeah. some shit that you don't want, but your partner wants, and you are willing to try it, you need to have that comfort. You need to be intimate enough to be able to have that. And then also, this is crazy to say. I know lots of ladies yeah. that, I know lots of ladies that have said. Oh, I haven't done this to my man. But if I get a man that I, I'm completely enthralled with and love with, I'm gonna let him do whatever. And so they 100. wasn't really, they wasn't for that person. You know, they just really wasn't for that person. But also your partner was willing to do some nasty shit on you that you had never experienced. Because a lot of times people are afraid to let people go there, even with them, because they are more, they're not in touch with themselves that deep. And the thought of someone like, for me, like going back to, you know, starting to date in Los Angeles, like I moved here when I was 21 years old. I started dating this guy named Steven when I was 24 years old and he was 44. He was just way more. Oh, like old man. Okay. You know, I had, I had my daddy issues <laughs> back in the day. 
But there were things that Steven would do or say that would totally freak me out. And it was because I was insecure in my own sexuality and I was insecure in my own body that I was like, ooh, why does this person want to do that to me? That's weird. That's gross. How many other people have you done this to was what was going through my head. As opposed to, oh, this man has been intimate and has explored with someone else. Yes, correct. Correct. That's all it is. He was a freak. That's all. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's, it's funny. You, yeah, it's funny you say that because as we age, we start to love our we start to love our bodies more. What I do, I do. Yeah, I do. Me too. Damn it. Me I too. am thirty three. I thought in my twenties I was a. I was just so insecure in my twenties. I can't wait to get to forty. It's weird. <laughs> Don't be. I tweeted this before. I said I want. I want confidence. Like old ass men in the locker rooms, they out of shape, balls out. they balls out. I'm like, bro, like, <laughs> they just don't meanwhile, care. They just come. I'm changing under yeah, a towel yeah. into a towel. <laughs> you know? Oh no, hardcore! I'm going into the darkest corner <laughs> of like. They uh, just like they just don't care. They free. <laughs> they, yeah, they're free. But it's so crazy that like you get so comfortable with yourself and. You know, I think it's one of your, you know, your one of the part of your books is focusing on the internal journey, you know, Absolutely. what I mean? and casting off those limitations within yourself, because the reason why we put these limitations on our partners, you see how I'm doing that? You see how I'm going all the way back is because we are limiting ourselves. Absolutely. So and when you limit yourself, you're un unable to fully embrace ecstasy. Ecstasy can be taken in more than one way. You can take the word ecstasy in a sexual context, or you can take it in a living life to the damn fullest. Motherfucker, I feel, I'm telling you, ecstasy, You don't, I, I'm, when I have a cup of coffee, it's ecstasy, okay? <laughs> it is. Hey, I'm, I'm an old bitch. A cup of coffee, a, cup of coffee a, hot bath, a hot bath at a Four Seasons is ecstasy for moi. There you go. What would be ecstasy for me? See, I'm I'm a goofy dude. I like going to the trampoline park and just jumping up and down the trampoline. What is ecstasy? I'm gonna tell you what ecstasy would be for you. What's for me at least, if you would get back with Demi Lovato and just make this happen. <laughs> Cause she's have, single. She she from what I've been told, she is. I'm definitely uh just rooting her on. Just rooting her on. She's a great woman. Please tell people where they can get this book at right now. Making the love you want, go to MikeJohnsonSmile.com or you can find it on Amazon. Ladies, Making the Love You Want is available now for purchase. And if you're in the Austin area, Mike yeah. 6'5, he got his <laughs> together. His credit score is over 700. Over 800, get it right. And he freaky, okay? So <laughs> drop that motherfucking pin, take one for the team, and give Mike Johnson off this goddamn market. Because if Mike Johnson can't find no love, what the hell is going to happen to me? <laughs> Thank you. Mike, I appreciate it. This is so much fun. Thank you. It was, it was a lot of fun. I had a great time. You guys, thanks for listening. And do not forget to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And you can follow me at The Lady Sitter and be sure to come back every week for another pour of your favorite celebrity.